0: Power the Future presents the Your Fracking Welcome podcast. Each week, Rick and Larry take you through the latest news you need to know to take on the eco left. We're proud to stand with our country's energy workers who get the job done every day. And to all those greenies out there, we say, You're fracking welcome. Now, here's Rick and Larry.
1: Good morning, good evening, good two months. How long has it been since we talked to you last here on the Your Fracking Welcome podcast? Well, either way, we're glad you're here. We're definitely glad you're listening, and we definitely have a lot to talk about. My name is Larry Barons. I'm the Western States Director for Power of the Future, joined as always by the wise, charming, and all-knowing Rick Whitbeck, the Alaska State Director, and lo and behold, you know, Rick, I knew that if we started a podcast, and it was you and me, eventually Alaska and New Mexico would find a way to just lead the national conversation on energy, and by golly, if we didn't find a way to do it this week, I'm I'm proud of us, buddy, we we did it. it.
0: Fortunate that it actually happened this way, though. It is,
1: it is not at all what we, what we
0: were hoping for. I so. was hoping we would be like the two largest um, new finds, you know, or the largest increases in energy workers uh, in, in gas and oil and, and mining. That's what I was hoping for, Larry. Not Deb
1: Hall. Uh- <laughs> I understand. And, and I don't mean to chuckle because it is absolutely serious, but you're you're right. Uh, you know, there's ways of being famous and there's ways of being infamous, and I think we got the latter for New Mexico and Alaska. Well, in case folks uh, aren't uh, too tight into what we're talking about, first of all, you should be. But second of all, let me give you a quick recap. Of course, this week, Deb Holland, former now New Mexico congresswoman, was confirmed after, I think, a process that took longer than many people thought it would, confirmed as Secretary of the Interior. Now, we've talked about it in the past. There is no doubt Secretary of Interior, with their oversight of the Bureau of Land Management, or BLM, has a ton to talk about when, or a ton of influence when it comes to the national energy conversation, particularly production on private lands. And that is just a huge chunk of land in New Mexico. It's as per usual, it's even a huger chunk of land in Alaska. In fact, I'd probably bet that the, Public land in Alaska is probably more than two or three times the size of New Mexico, just the public land.
0: It's bigger than the state of Texas, Larry, so that would mean it's bigger than the state of New Mexico.
1: Well, you don't have to get all technical on me, with that
0: <laughs> all right? But anyway. 50% man, of our state. So almost one and a half times the size of Texas is owned and managed by – The
1: Department of Interior. Well, and lo and behold, I think Alaska and New Mexico this week had a larger uh, influence on energy policy in the United States. And so Deb Holland this week was confirmed by a vote of only 51, and I think that's important, to 40 uh, senators confirmed her as Secretary of the Interior. And this was after a lengthy confirmation hearing. And at the end of the day, 40 senators decided. To not have Deb Holland be the leader of the Interior Department. Now, 51 did, and I can do the math as well as anyone else. And so obviously she'll be serving as secretary, but let's talk about it because it was never any question that New Mexico's two senators, despite the fact that New Mexico is the beneficiary of. A ton of revenue, a ton of jobs, and so many good things from uh, the production on public lands. It was never in doubt that New Mexico's two eco-left senators would be voting for Deb Haaland, um, and it is... Uh, beyond sad because it, you know, by our Democrat governor's own admission, New Mexico is already losing jobs to Texas because of the Biden's executive orders. I say the Biden, president Biden's executive orders. And so the consequences are real, but they don't care. They're pushing forward with their green agenda. I think where a lot of folks got uh, interested in the vote, Rick was on votes 49 and, and 50. If you want to talk about those votes
0: yeah you know certainly um there was uh there was interest in whether or not Lisa Murkowski, who's our senior senator here in the state of Alaska, would vote to confirm um any if all or if not all of the nominees coming forth from President Biden for you know secretary positions um She made it very clear early on in the process that she had talked with Deb Holland and had enough of a um enough of a comfort level with her. That even though they disagreed on some policy issues she was going to support holland for the historic nature of having the laguna pueblo late, uh woman be the first uh native american uh, secretary okay um as as we've written about and as i've written about historic is great but historic and non-qualified is horrible So Lisa Murkowski does her own thing, and I respect the position. I respect a lot of what she does. I think she always thinks about Alaska. In this case, I think she was wrong, and I've told her that. Um, And, you know, life goes on. She's elected and gets to push whatever button she wants to push, whether it's the A or Na button, and did it. So she was vote 50. Chuck Schumer was 51. Debate was closed after that. Deb Holland put in. The very more interesting vote, though, Larry... Was number forty-nine, Alaska Senator Dan Sullivan, who I don't believe had, had voted for any of Trump, uh, you know, of, uh, Biden's um, nominees up until that point. At least none of the major ones. He'd voted against Graham, he'd voted against Regan, but he voted for Deb Holland, and he made it number forty-nine. And effectively, if they wouldn't have had those two votes, <clears throat> uh, they would have had to either find another Democrat to vote her over, or find another Republican to vote her over. Or let Kamala Harris make the decision that Deb Holland was qualified, but instead, vote number forty-nine, Dan Sullivan from Alaska. Now, he wrote a very lengthy press release on why he voted for Holland. Um, you know, Don Young, our congressman for all Alaska, our one congressional seat in 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 uh, DC, was the one that actually introduced Deb Holland during her confirmation hearings. Larry and you and I thought that was strange, but. Uh, Dan basically went along with, with Don Young's level of thinking that Deb Holland would um would be easier to work with inside the friends list than outside of the nay vote list. And and I gotta be honest with you, that hasn't played real well here in the Greyland. Um, yeah,
1: I can imagine it, it wouldn't.
0: It has been the you know, Dan capitulated, Dan sold out, Dan just got reelected and we can't touch him for six years, but what a bunch of bull. Um i 'm going to give the the Senator a little bit of grace here because I think that he truly believes that that vote means that he can work with Deb Holland. My problem is this: Deb Holland said time and time again, the biden administration's agenda is my agenda. I get to be the the person who just works through the Biden agenda. Well, the Biden agenda already killed off Anwar. The Biden agenda already put a Leasing moratorium and a permitting moratorium on projects like the Willow project up here in Alaska, which, I mean, they they're moving ahead because they had permits in hand, but they still need more. And so, depending on how long that you know that uh, that slowdown or whatever we want to call it, temporary ban goes on, and I know they're talking about already lifting it, but that doesn't mean they can't just re-implement it again. Um, it's going to be harmful to Alaska, just like it's going to be harmful to New Mexico and any other energy state. To make that vote um, is, is questionable. We'll have to see. I, I, I believe that those votes will not age well when it's all said and done. I, I,
1: I couldn't agree more. And let me, you know, it's, it's going to be a little bit of um, um, unpacking and a little bit of background here because I, I'm going to try to articulate how I understand. Where I believe Senator Sullivan and Murkowski are coming from, um, but I still don't get it. By and large, I I worked in an executive administration where, uh, you know, a Senate led by the opposite political party played games with nominees played games with cabinet secretaries i worked for a cabinet secretary who had designate next to her name for four years because they simply wouldn't take up the vote because they knew if they had it to a vote she would pass and then they you know that would be a legitimizing action and they held it until after a governor was re-elected till they finally said and you know and couldn't run again finally said okay we'll go ahead and confirm her they held it up for four plus years so I've seen the I've been on the receiving end of a legislative body not playing fair when it comes to nominees, and I understand the argument too that you know what Joe Biden won the election Joe Biden gets to choose his team. Um, I understand that argument as well. Where I start to get lost is where we look at Deb Holland, and the understanding that she just is in her knowledge base unqualified. To, to take the position. In her committee hearing, it was well over a dozen, if not more times. She literally had to say, I don't know, on questions that were rudimentary. Uh, for yeah. for the position, and you mm-hmm. know what? To take it a step further, I mean, I've actually had been not it wasn't one on one, but a dinner with former Obama Energy Secretary Muniz, where he talked about his confirmation process and how right. you know games can be played in that. And mm-hmm. so I, again, I have that perspective. I understand if I were in Senator Sullivan's and Senator Murkowski's camp, I would say what they're saying as well. The issue that we're going to have is if they feel that by moving forward with Holland's confirmation, which they did, and not only did they do, they did it in a symbolic way of being the 49th and 50th votes, right? So they allowed that to happen, but in moving forward with that, they feel they will have an insider, you know, they'll have the cell number, they'll have an insider opportunity that if something is coming down the pike that is not good for Alaska, they can call her up and she will advocate for them. As a New Mexican, I know Deb Holland. Deb Holland will not stand up to John Kerry. Deb Holland will not stand up to Joe Biden. Deb Holland will not stand up to uh, uh, Vice President Harris. I mean, and and she said as much, right? She said, "No, nope, this isn't me. This is Joe Biden." And so, essentially, I guess she is saying, "I'm going to be here to rubber stamp whatever President Biden wants to do." So I don't know how that argument, especially that Senator Sullivan has put out to say, "Oh well, we'll have you know an opportunity and they'll listen to us because we voted for the confirmation." Do I? I cannot, for the life of me, imagine that if the Natural Resources Defense Council, the Sierra Club, are pushing in one direction, that Senator Sullivan will have an insider track because of this vote. And your uh, uh, insight into saying a year from now maybe even shorter. uh, These will not look like great votes is exactly
0: will not age. Well, yeah.
1: And and it looks like that. And so again, I understand where they're coming from. I'm sympathetic to the president gets to pick their team argument. But the fact of the matter is, you know, the confirmation process is there for a reason. And it's made to vet people who will, um, who at least have the knowledge of the job. I mean, It has been shown that since she has been nominated for the position, Deb Holland has had to file financial disclosure after financial disclosure, amending her previous financial disclosures. And these are amounts of money. Her own personal financial disclosure doesn't come close to the billions of dollars she is now overseeing in the Interior Department and the millions of jobs. She is now right. overseeing in the energy industry. And I want to say Interior has all told about 70,000 employees of their own. They all, uh, obviously also include National Park Service. And so I I don't see that. Now, you know, I, again, and I've been in those political circles and you have too. I think if they're being honest, uh, Senator Murkowski or Senator Sullivan would say, listen, I could vote against them. And maybe they don't get confirmed. But then President Biden just nominates someone who's just going to be as radical and – um, and it's still, is going to be not as good for my state because it's just going to be Biden's agenda. I get that argument and, and I just, I, I want to see if the, the insider access, um, idea plays out. I, and, and I think we'll see it right away and something we'll, uh, you know, I know you'll be watching for power of the future, Rick is Deb Holland in her, uh, confirmation hearing promised to make a pretty quick trip to Alaska. If yep. confirmed. And so we're going to see if she's going to keep those commitments uh, that she made to that committee. And I think that will be the first sign to say, hey, you know what? Um, if she's not going to come to Alaska and face these energy workers who will be impacted by her decisions, that is a, a huge red flag.
0: Yeah, certainly. We'll we'll see how it plays out. Um, but, yeah, you're right. We we found ourselves, the two of our, our states in in the uh in the crosshairs of the you know the movement to revolutionize the green energy industry at the expense of traditional energy workers and Larry, I think your state's going to be harmed by that my state's going to be harmed by that um, I don't care what they what they say that was not a That was not a good move for um, energy workers across America.
1: Yeah, and and just to probably put the finishing point on it, I mean, Deb Holland wanted that committee to believe, and it looks like they did. They advanced her to say, yes, I know I believe this personally, but I'm going to be Joe Biden's person. She wants you to believe she's going to be a different person, and it's just, and everyone knows that's just not the case. You're not going to be a different person in a different position. She believes what she believes. Her positions are radical, pro-Green New Deal. I can not Imagine if there was a way to administ- administratively implement the Green New Deal through Interior, that Deb Holland would hold up. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's tough to spend the whole uh, podcast talking about this, but it was the news of the week, Rick. And so we're grateful that we had the opportunity to spend some time with everyone. I hope, uh, you know, the senator's offices aren't calling you already to, <laughs> to talk about what we're, we're talking about. But we're here to talk about, you know, what is best for energy workers. Deb Holland definitely does not fit that mold And it's going to be something that we're going to watch very closely uh, over the next few years in uh, Joe Biden's first term.
0: Certainly, as we uh, continue on, I mean, I intend to use every tool that we have at our disposal, Larry, to make sure that that she follows through on this whole bipartisanship bogus talk track. Um, You know, I, I, I fully anticipate having a few conversations with my senators and my congressmen about what just happened, right? Uh, but we'll see what happens. And, and for those listeners to the podcast, we'll continue to keep you updated on it. Um, and we appreciate the fact that, that uh, you've stuck around 15 minutes while we've talked about the person who really has a, a bigger impact on our two states from a government perspective of anybody but Joe Biden. She is, um, you know, she is the woman now in charge of the majority of, of our state's energy production future. And so, uh, you know, for those of you listening uh, from the eco left who are like, you guys are just fear mongering. You guys are just, uh, you know, you're you're not telling the truth. Well, again, we'll see how that thought process works, because as the unemployment numbers grow, as the permits get denied, as the permits get um, delayed. We're going to continue to call out the um, job killing, anti-American, anti-energy worker. Uh, positions that Deb Holland takes on quote unquote behalf of the Biden administration. I can already hear him texting you. Yeah, I'm already getting calls. That's right. We we haven't even put the podcast up yet. I'm already getting
1: calls. All right. Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening this week. Uh, We'll be off next week, but we'll be back as soon as we can with the latest of what's going on. In between now and then, uh, feel free and and just a little treat to the energy workers that are listening. Head on over to yourfrackingwelcome.com. A little treat there for you that uh, you can sign on to help join us in this fight. And until then, we'll keep saying your fracking welcome
0: that's it for this episode of your fracking welcome brought to you by power the future check us out online at powerthefuture.com or on twitter at ptf new mexico and ptf alaska in the meantime make sure you tell your favorite radical environmentalist your fracking welcome